Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Let's be honest. Your family and friends love receiving gift cards for the holidays, and what better way to gift them what they really want than with happy cards? Happy cards make giving personal gift cards easy and stress-free by helping you give the gift of choice. When you give happy cards, your lucky loved one can use them at any of the brands displayed in the card. I use happy cards, and I am a happy camper, and this is exactly what you need to do for the holidays. Your mom, wife, sister, or girlfriend can check out happy her. Picky teenagers, nieces, and nephews can check out happy teen. For the restaurant lover in your life, check out happy eat. And that includes Cracker Barrel, Dave & Buster's, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Panera Bread. Last-minute gifts for coworkers, teachers, coaches, and holiday party posts. Check out Happy Moments or Happy Holidays. You'll find everything you need. Cheesecake factories in there, Red Lobster, P.F. Chang's, all good stuff. Happy cards contain no fees, no stress, and they never expire, making it the perfect gift that anyone will love. Best of all, you can avoid the headache of holiday shopping by heading over to giftcards.com and have your happy cards delivered straight to your door. All season long, please enjoy free shipping and all happy cards. Visit giftcards.com slash happy or pick one up today at your local grocery store. Have a happy holiday season with happy cards. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. You can see him. He's crestfallen. This is Dan Patrick. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick show. Angels get their third baseman, Anthony Rendon. Seven years, 245. But the bigger news is there is a rule that was passed that there are managers right now. Joe Madden, he didn't even know about this. We didn't know about this. A three batter minimum for relief pitchers. So we'll talk to Tom Verducci, who will join us coming up. Been quite a week for Scott Boris, the uh, agent to the stars, as he has signed contracts close to $800 million, and he gets 5% of that. So you do the math. Scott Boris had a great week. Uh, Kawhi got his ring in Toronto last night. The game itself wasn't entertaining, but uh, Kawhi beforehand. I, I like watching him. Because he's he's not a natural. He lets his play do the talking. He, he's not concerned about that. He, he's probably not on social media. Doesn't care about likes. He, he doesn't care about anything. It's like he's from a different generation. He just doesn't care. A great player just doesn't care. But he got his ring. Nice little ceremony there in uh, Toronto last night. You got the Jets and the Ravens. And the Ravens going against the Jets team, a defense that is depleted. Not that they had a chance even if it wasn't depleted, uh, but that'll be uh, coming up Thursday night football. And a couple other things. By the way, if you'd like to get in touch with the program, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Pete, what do you have as far as the uh, poll question, McLovin? We're going to put up the three-batter minimum rule that we think exists. Are you for or against it? I'm actually for it, and everyone else here is against it. The rule was agreed upon last year between baseball and the Baseball Players Association. MLB could have implemented it last year if they wanted to. They agreed on this in September. So prior to the World Series, they had agreed on this, that if you bring a relief pitcher in, he has to face at least three batters. Very interesting. I had a couple of things here. 
Reggie Miller joined us on Tuesday, and Reg brought up the fact that what he was hearing about Zion Williamson is Zion Williamson, he thinks, may not play until after the All-Star break. Then there was a report that, you know, maybe this is a little more serious than that, that Zion Williamson might not play this year. Now, there was a blog that reacted to Alvin Gentry's comments on Zion Williamson. Alvin Gentry is the head coach of the uh, Pelicans. Gentry continued to state that he and the Pelicans medical staff will continue to be cautious and slow play Zion's return to the hardwood, which makes sense when you consider the Pelicans are 6-17, and 17, nowhere near playoff contention in the Western Conference. All right, at what point do you say we're going to shut him down? Record-wise, that shouldn't factor in because you're not going to be a playoff-caliber team. If he's out until after the All-Star break, you're not going to be a playoff-caliber team. You'll be a great curiosity, but you're going to see some games that are flexed out of primetime because there are a lot of stars that you think you're going to be tuning in to see. Imagine last night if you were going to tune in to see the Bucks and the Pelicans and you you got ready at the beginning of the year and you went, Zion against the Greek Freak, got to see it. Neither there last night. Zion was there in street close, but uh, Zion at some point, I think they may shut him down for the entire season. You know, you got to be cautious with him. I just feel bad for those fans who signed up for season tickets here. And the only action you're going to see with Zion is going to be when he applauds a teammate on the sidelines. Here's another story. Uh, The NFL's dragging its feet on Antonio Brown. I think that there was a possibility, or at least hopes, by a couple of teams that maybe Antonio Brown would be available for the last couple of games of the regular season. I think the NFL, without putting him on a commissioner's exempt list, wants Antonio Brown to go away this year. I really do. You don't want that story resurfacing here. The commissioner did talk about this. And even if you look at social media yesterday, you know, Antonio Brown calls out the NFL and calls them racist. You know, whether they are or not, like, there's something else at play with Antonio Brown. I mean, there really is. I I worry about his health. I don't think he's mature. Um, I don't think he's ever been mature. I think he was a great story. And... You know, he's the guy who doesn't want to play football anymore. I'm not going to play football anymore. Uh, you, you call out the Patriots, then you apologize to the Patriots. He'll probably come out with an apology again, saying he's sorry that he said what he said about the NFL. I don't think that uh, the NFL wants that. The reason why they're slow playing, they're dragging their feet on Antonio Brown is, I don't think that they want a team to pick him up for the uh, end of the regular season. But, you know, the, the investigation was sparked by a lawsuit that was filed three months ago today accusing Antonio Brown of sexual assault and rape. The league met with Brown's accuser quickly. The league then met with Brown 27 days ago. And I don't think anything is going to happen with Antonio Brown. And I know that there was the possibility that, you know, the Patriots, Patriots may be looking at playing the rest of the regular season without Julian Edelman because Edelman is injured and not quite sure the severity of that. But if you don't have Julian Edelman, that's game over. I don't care. I don't care how much of a genius you got as a head coach or the greatest quarterback of all time. If you don't have him, you're not going to have much. You don't have much as it is, but uh, there's a possibility that Julian Edelman, this injury could be a little bit more serious than uh, what we're uh, led on to believe. Yeah, Paul. Remember the other day McLovin brought up the most valuable non-quarterback? Edelman's name should be in there. He may not be the best player at all, but if you look at value to his team and the current state of that team, yeah. he's like you said, he's right there. But I don't know what the severity of this injury is. I've just seen a little bit more speculation 
And, and it's not with the Patriots, obviously, but people covering the Patriots are looking at this, and New England doesn't give you anything, so this might be coming from Edelman's camp. But, yeah, this looks like it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, McLevin. I wonder if Tom needs to learn to throw to someone else, though, because on that last play of the last game uh, against the Chiefs, he threw to Edelman, who was clearly covered when yeah. another guy was wide open. He doesn't trust anyone except Edelman. He's got – I mean, they can't win with just Edelman, can they? I mean, they have before, I guess, but – well, they won without Gronk before. They won without Edelman before. But have they won without Edelman and Gronk at he the needs, same time? Doesn't he need someone else to step up there? Well, he does. Even if Edelman plays, he needs somebody to step up. I mean, it's very, very predictable with what they're doing. And all of these passes are, you know, between two and seven yards. There, there's nothing deep. They're not dangerous at all. And if you don't have home field advantage and you have a subpar Edelman or don't have Edelman, I, I just don't think you have a chance against the Ravens or the Chiefs or the Texans. You know, you could throw in if Pittsburgh gets in there or the Titans get in there. It feels like they all of those teams have more firepower than the Patriots do. Then it comes down to coaching, defense, and special teams. And while we give the Patriots usually a big thumbs up, big advantage in that category, I don't know if that's enough to make up for that lack of an offense there. Uh, so we have our poll question yeah, are you in favor? We're just going to assume that MLB is doing it. Are you in favor of a rule that the reliever has to face three batters? Yes or no? I'm in favor of it because I, I do find the end of games so ex- uh, just they go on too long. Yeah. I'd like to know a little bit more about this. Like, what are the, what are the loopholes here? What, what are the potential problems? That, that's where I start. It's like when the NFL said, oh, we're going to have, we'll never have an incident like we had with the Rams and the Saints. So we're going to have pass interference review challenging it okay i always start there and go okay what could go wrong here that that's what i see and and we we saw the potential for problems with this before the games he were even played this year with this review call because they review them and they don't overturn them now you have this what if a pitcher just says hey i tweak my my shoulder like how, how do i know like, does he have to go in to see your doctor with Major League Baseball to make sure that he's not doing I, – I don't know. I, that's why I want to have Tom Verducci on and ask him about this. There have to be loopholes here. And how is it that Joe Madden didn't even know that this passed? This is what he does for a living is manage a baseball team. Uh, Joe Girardi did not know about this. This is what he does. He manages a baseball team. I find it amazing that somehow Major League Baseball goes, uh, yeah, did anybody notice we uh, passed this? Nobody? All right, good. Who told the managers? Don't, don't, don't tell anybody. But you, you told the managers. No, I didn't. <laughs> but you said you were going to do that. They're oh. going through their emails. No, no, you said in the email that you were going to tell the men. I forgot. I forgot. I've been dealing with these Astros and their cheating ways, and I couldn't get around to sending out a memo. Yes, McLovin. NBA seemed to have no idea that they passed a challenge rule. The NBA coaches have, don't have to, seem to have the slightest idea how that thing works. They, they do not. They, and we didn't know either. Nobody knew. All of a sudden, I know. they passed it. Yeah. NFL, every single rule is a headline. Every dumb rule. Yes. And these other sports, not so much. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Anthony Rendon is signed with the Angels. So I thought it was a great signing for them. If you're going all in, now you become a contender there. If you feel like, uh, you know, the West is a little wide open there and you got a chance 
Uh, Rendon helping Mike Trout in the lineup. I like the signing better. Uh, you know, I love having that hammer during the postseason, and Garrett Cole certainly is that. You got to get to the postseason if you're the Angels, and having an everyday lineup that includes Rendon, uh, Otani if he's able to come back, then the Angels become a, a, a fun, interesting team. And I'm all in on Rendon, just so you know. Uh, I've been all in on Rendon. I thought he was the best player on that team. I thought he was better than Mike Trout, uh, or I should not Mike Trout, Bryce Harper there. The Dodgers uh, were interested in Rendon. They were interested in Garrett Cole, and they got neither. So we'll talk to Tom Verducci about that uh, coming up. Uh, got our poll question, by the way. Our uh, Meet Friday holiday songs, we'll have a few more of those to play for you. And if you have calendars and you want those uh, autographed, make sure you do that. If you get a chance, uh, self-addressed stamped envelope. But do it soon because I want to make sure we get it back to you in time for the holidays. The Christmas ornaments have been unbelievable. And I say that every year. But the attention to detail that some of you people, the time you put in, have been truly remarkable. And uh, a testament to, uh, you know, hopefully the relationship that uh, we have, reciprocation. And thank you for your free time, the amount of free time that you have, which is what we love. Our audience, they got a lot of free time there. Yes, Paul. We are the least busy listeners <laughs> in the business. Here is Jeff and Eva in Maryland with their Holiday Meet Friday song. Traders on, and we're grilling, cooking Donner and Blitzen, with plenty of cheer, and golden road beer, grilling in a mansion made for dance. If you've ever eaten ribs of reindeer, or if you've ever had a Rudolph chop, wait until you've tried them on the trigger. Wood fire nearly takes them to the top. Cooking reindeer with fire as the flames twinkle higher. It's starting to snow, so suck it back low. Grilling in a man can wait for death. All right. Well done. I appreciate that a little uh, tandem there, Jeff and Eva in Maryland. Yes, boy. Just to clarify that loving holiday song, they were t- talking about cooking reindeer, right? Yeah. Cooking Donner and Blitzen? Yeah. All right. I think that's frowned upon, but it sounded like they're having a lovely time. I've never had reindeer. Yeah, I feel like a kid is crying on his way to school right now. (laughs) Let's get that song. It's kind of dark. It's just a song. That's all it is. Yeah. It's it's just a song. Not based on a true story. Uh, Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout will have the two highest average annual values ever for position players. The Angels have become the first team to sign three different players to $200 million deals. Rendon Trout and, of course, uh, Albert Pujols in there. I don't think anybody can say anything about collusion here. feels like that uh, these owners... And, and also, you're seeing teams... You know, I don't know what's going to happen to Mookie Betts in Boston. feels like he's expendable. Chris Bryant with Chicago, he's expendable. Uh, I think the Rockies are looking at taking offers for uh, Nolan Arenado. So, you've had some teams who have you know, sold high, and then maybe selling off some of these players here, which is, is certainly interesting. But the Yankees got their guy, and I would say if you're looking, I don't know what the odds are, McLovin. Did you see what Vegas, did the, the Yankees' odds improve, or how much did they improve of winning the World Series? We'll ask. Yeah. I mean, I would think they have to go up pretty good, right? But I'm also curious what happened with the Angels 
and the Dodgers didn't do anything, how did that affect their odds of winning the World Series? I, I would imagine the Yankees getting Garrett Cole has made them the favorites. Uh, you know, the Astros looking at maybe uh, moving uh, shortstop Carlos Correa. So, you know, you got some of these teams. And by the way, the, the commissioner of Major League Baseball was talking about the punishment for the Astros. And he said this is the most uh, thorough investigation uh, that, that baseball has had. But uh, the commissioner didn't want to talk about punishment for the Astros cheating. Here's the commissioner. At this point in the investigation, it would be wholly inappropriate for me to speculate about, you know, what types of discipline might be in play. I'm going to get all the facts in front of me and, you know, make a decision as promptly as possible on discipline. And obviously you all will know about it as soon as it happens. And I get that. I understand that. You don't want to talk out of school. But it doesn't sound like nothing is happening here. It sounds like he's sort of loading up and he's going to drop the hammer on them. And rightfully so. Because, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Like, what do you find worse, more egregious? What the Astros did or what the Patriots have done? And I'm not talking about this latest videotape incident. I'm talking about the Patriots in general. Because... What the Astros did was affecting the game in real time. They were cheating in real time. Tom Brady deflating a football or lying about deflating a football, that didn't affect the game. Because quarterbacks will normally, they, they want their, their football. And I have no problem with quarterbacks having their own football. They're the ones that are holding on to it a majority of the time. I have no problem if you have something that, you know, like a pitcher, the pitcher doesn't have to take what the hitter wants him to throw with. The pitcher gets a ball that he wants to be able to throw with. I'm fine with all of that. But Spygate, Deflategate, you know, this latest incident is Deflectgate uh, or the Astros. The Astros, what they did, you know, that tarnishes what they accomplished, in my opinion. It truly does. Yeah, Paul. This Patriots scandal needs a much better name if it's going to have legs. Much better. Deflectgate does not. I don't see what what does deflectgate mean. Belichick's deflecting. That's not good enough. Mm. Spygate. That seems juicy. You don't think a a sequel to Spygate? Spygate Two. Much better. Is I mean that's essentially what we're talking about. Spygate Two. Yeah. Two point oh. Spygate Two is personal. Easy to consume. (laughs) What what did you say? This time it's personal. Yeah, that was one of the Jaws. uh, Yeah. One of the Jaws sequels was like Jaws 3. Oh, this time it's personal. This time it's personal. Yes, McLovin. Uh, we get three tweets a day complaining about gate as a term because Watergate had nothing. It was just, we go, all right. Watergate was just a random name of a hotel yeah. complex. So why, what does gate have to do with any of this? Do you agree with adding gate to scandal? Uh, I would prefer not. It seems a lazy way out. Wait, what if it was called uh, Marriott or, or it was the Hilton like, what, what would they have called? Like, Watergate became Watergate because it was the Watergate Hotel. If Watergate was the Ramada Inn, yeah, we'd be in trouble. Like the Double Tree Inn. <laughs> what? Spy Hyatt doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. no I, just, I think we add gate, but we don't realize that Watergate was the name of that complex there that uh, the Republican Party uh, broke into. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Tom Verducci will clear up all this baseball stuff. And uh, the fact that you have two managers on record, Joe Girardi and Joe Madden, who did not know that this rule passed, I find fascinating here. 
All right, 19 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BETNOW to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things UF. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Make sure you check out the DP store. Christmas and Hanukkah, well, a couple of weeks away. Get some gifts now, danpatrick.com, Dan Patrick Show app, limited edition DP Show gear in time for Christmas. Make sure you place your order by December 18th. Update the poll results there, McLovin, and we'll talk to Tom Berducci. Are you in favor of three-batter minimum rule? 64% say no. All right, during the regular season in 2019, 87% of relief appearances lasted at least three batters. Probably weren't aware of that number. During the 2019 postseason, almost 80% of relief appearances lasted at least three batters. So is this really that big of a deal? Also, there was an average of 3.4 pitching changes per team per game last season. Spring in Tom Verducci, the intrepid baseball writer, Sports Illustrated senior baseball writer, MLB Network, MLB on Fox. Tom, let me start with this three-batter rule for relief pitchers because I don't feel that bad that I didn't know about it because Joe Madden and, uh, let's see, who else? A couple other, Joe Girardi didn't even know about this. Did you know about this? <laughs> you know, they, while they've been talking about it, and actually almost a year ago when uh, MLB wanted to do this, the union did not sign off on it, but they said, okay, we're not, we will agree not to challenge this if you want to implement the rule. So that's where we are now. They're going to implement the rule in 2020. i got to be honest with you, Dan. There's no two ways about this. I hate this rule. I think baseball is going to a very dangerous place where you are now telling a manager there are artificial governors on how you can run a game. In other words, the best moves that you can make, the, the best to win the game now, sometimes your hands would be tied. And the example that I use is last year, Game 7 of the World Series. A.J. Hinch brought Will Harris out there. They were up by one. Kendrick hits the home run. Cabrera hits a hanging curveball for a single. Harris is absolutely gassed. It's Game 7 of the World Series. The manager can't take him out of the game because of a stupid rule that says you have to stay in. Can you imagine the NFL, somebody telling Bill Belichick, a sub goes in the game and he's got to stay in for three plays? That makes no sense. What kind of loopholes do managers have? Because I'm wondering if you just say, if I'm a pitcher and if I get roughed up in my first two uh, batters or I'm, I'm, my manager only wants me to stay in for two batters, then I just give a signal and like my shoulder is starting to hurt a little bit here. Like, how are we going to get around it? Because it feels like there is a loophole or two. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, managers and baseball people, they'll find a way if it's there. I mean, if a guy complains that he's got a stomach ache or a cramp or, or something that's not going to turn up on an MRI where you need proof, how are you going to say the guy was faking it? You know, that is a loophole. I don't know how often guys would try it. Um, but here's the thing. You were throwing some numbers out there, Dan. This rule is not worth the cost of messing with the strategy of the game. I figured out that if it were in place in 2019, it would affect one game every three or four games in the course of a year, about 700 to 800 pitching appearances of one or two batters that do not finish a half inning. You know what that works out to the average, how much time you're saving in the average game? 44 <laughs> seconds. You are changing the, the ways a manager can run a game for the sake of 44 seconds. Nobody will notice that. Nobody. Okay, but why did they uh, the implement thing, Dan, this? These, these moves actually, well, because in 2015 when things were, really getting crazy with pitching moves. You know, be the lefty come in and the righty came in. And that seemed to get out of hand, and people just, as baseball people like to do, complaining about it and started extrapolating it out. Well, what's going to happen next? We're going to have 27 pitchers for 27 outs. But actually, in the last four years, it's gone down by 20%. It's not nearly the issue that it was back four years ago. So I, I, it's a solution in search of a problem. Listen, the biggest the biggest problem in baseball is the time in between pitches. While these pitching changes have been going down in terms of the short ones, time of game has been going up because they've added between two and three seconds per pitch. That's 15 to 20 minutes of absolutely nothingness in the course of a game. That's what they have to address. Do you think there will be any modifications before the start of next season to this rule? Well, I think it's such a stupid rule. I thought all along that push comes to shove, we get to opening day, and they said, okay, we won't go ahead and implement it. I mean, Dan, you got to find me a manager who, A, knows about the rules you just <laughs> alluded to, and B, actually likes the rule. What manager would like a rule that tells him how he can deploy his personnel to win a baseball game? I, I can't even think of a rule where baseball went out of their way to put a handcuff on a manager for the sake of one pitching change every three or four games. Talking to Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated, also uh, MLB Network, MLB on Fox. Uh, recap free agency here. Where would you start? Good week for Scott Boris. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we knew he, he had the three biggest guys coming in, but as opposed to the last few years when the winters were so slow and waiting didn't pay off, uh, Scott changed his tactics. And to his uh, defense, too, these were just super players. There were people wanted to get out there early. Um, I thought he did great. I, I, the whole key was getting uh, Strasburg signed back with a team he wanted to go to with a, a contract that really surprised people. And once that cornerstone was laid, then Garrett Cole was right on top of that. And then once the Angels didn't get the guy they really wanted Cole, they pivoted in a hurry to Rendon. So the pace of it was crazy. But um, I, I'm not surprised with where the individual players wound up, but it was kind of a whirlwind there for the last three days. Yeah, I was surprised with Rendon. I didn't know if he wanted to go to the West Coast. Uh, you mentioned the Dodgers. They didn't get Rendon. They didn't get Cole. Does that mean they had a bad offseason? I don't know, but they're the most fascinating team because they've been in it and been connected to a lot of huge names, and there's many paths that they could go. Their priority was Garrett Cole. as They just couldn't win the recruit recruiting war with the New York Yankees. The Yankees went a little bit farther in terms of the terms of the contract. I just, quite frankly, sold him a little bit better than Dodgers did. Um, you know, a lot of rumors about Lindor winding up in L.A. I think it's a perfect fit, but uh, I think it's gotten ridiculous with some of the names that are being thrown out there. Every day there's a different name. It's Arenado, it's Betts, yeah. um, it's Lindor, it's Seager. 
there's very rarely do these star players get traded. Chris Bryant, and in fact, general managers telling me it's harder than ever to trade big time names. So what the Dodgers' next move is, I'm not sure. I think they need another starting pitcher. Giants fans would hate this, but I'd love to see Mad Bum in a Dodger uniform. I mean, he's the kind of pitcher that, let's face it, Dan, that team needs to not just get to the playoffs. We've seen that movie before, but the win the darn thing. And right now, the number two starter in a postseason environment would be Clayton Kershaw. And, you know, we know what his track record is. If it was your money and not Artie Moreno's, and you could have Garrett Cole at that price or Anthony Rendon at that price. No, I'd go Cole for sure. I just think they – they had an uphill battle all the way, the Angels. They had to convince Garrett Cole that they're going to win sooner rather than later. I mean, the Dodgers and the Yankees have ready-made World Series contenders. Angels just couldn't do that with Garrett Cole. So I do like the way they pivoted to Anthony Rendon, best position player on the market. I think that team's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I don't know how many games they'll win, but Rendon and Trout and Otani batting back-to-back-to-back is pretty cool. Uh, I would go out and get Dallas Keuchel if I were them, because now with that left side of the infield with El Trenton Simmons and Rendon, I mean, just let it hit ground balls to the left side. Those guys will go get everything. They do need at least another starting pitcher, whether it's Ryu, Keuchel, Bumgarner, some good arms out there. Trading for Corey Kluber is definitely in their crosshairs as well. They're not done yet, uh, but that was a – I mean, I called it an ankle breaker of a pivot by the Angels. We didn't get Garrett Cole. All right, let's go get Anthony Rendon. Uh we got more information. I guess a study was done with professors on the baseballs, and we realized that you know part of the the uh, spike in home runs had to do with the seams being raised on baseballs. Now, is that juicing a baseball in a different? Is it doctoring a baseball? Like like what? I don't know who to point a finger at and say, well, wait, you raised the seams. Did you raise them on purpose here? And how much of an impact did that have on? launch angle and drag and all this other stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, they said about 60% of this was due to the lower seams of the baseball. 40% is because of what we're, we've all been watching, the way guys are swinging the bat now. They call it a launch angle revolution, get the ball in the air. More fly balls, more home runs. But the seams are definitely lower. Why they are, that's that's the question, right? And the report did go out of its way to say that they found nothing, no evidence anyway, that this was done intentionally. I think it's got a lot to do with manufacturing, Dan. That manufacturing process is just so better that the, the baseballs are tighter, the seams are tighter, and that makes them lower. Mm. So a ball that has lower seams is going to have less drag as it goes in the air. And you say, well, how, what kind of a difference could it make? It, that makes a lot of difference on fly balls when you're talking about another 10 or 15 feet of carry. I, I think baseball needs to do a better job, and they know this, uh, of just maintaining the integrity of the baseball, how they're manufactured, how they're stored, um, they realized that the ball was flying really far and uh, surprisingly so last year, but they can't tell us an absolute reason why the seams were lower. You know, they basically own Rawlings, the company makes it. They, they supervise yeah. the manufacturing process. They have to come up with ideas or, or reasons why it's happening. The Astros investigation, what do you think the possible punishments are? This is going to be big, Dan. Uh, I mean, you probably heard the commissioner yesterday say this is the most thorough investigation the office of the commissioner in baseball has ever undertaken. I mean, when you think about, you know, biogenesis down in Miami, uh, the George Steinbrenner investigation, the Pete Rose investigation, and here we're talking about, you know, the mother of all commissioner investigations. That tells me this is huge. We know that they have more than 70,000 emails. We know that they have uh, phone records, uh, instant messages. They've interviewed more than 70 people. In fact, this thing has gone on longer because they're just buried by a mountain of just evidence that they have to go through. So I think 
it's going to be something like the NCAA institutional control more than individual suspensions and fines. There'd probably be some of those too, but I think the the biggest hammer will be on the Astros in terms of the size of the fine and how many draft picks that they lose. I'm talking about two to three years worth of first round draft picks, taking away international draft picks, because the way to hurt baseball teams now is not to find them. As we've seen this week, they've got a lot of money. You really restrict their access to talent, taking away those draft picks. That, that I think, is going to be whatever number that is, how many years, I think that's going to be the biggest hammer. But this might be a silly question, uh, and I'll preface this by saying that. Could they strip them of the World Series title? No, I don't think it's going that far. I don't know, Dan, that the evidence uh, – listen, I don't know what evidence they have. I know some of the things that we've all read and heard and seen, but – I don't think this is going to say that games in the World Series uh, or ALCS were influenced directly. That's that's a different animal uh, to, to try to really define there. I mean, all of us, that's the shame of this, right? It's kind of like steroids where the guy did or didn't, and the guy that has a big home run year, you say, well, he must have. We yeah. don't know that. So that's what's happening here with the Astros. Everything that they've done is now in question, even if not literally everything is, but this is on them putting themselves in this situation where they're subject to such suspicion. And I know I asked this of you before, and uh, you have to tread lightly because you cover these guys, but do you think it is possible that A.J. Hinch did not know anything about this while managing the Astros? Uh, My guess is it's not possible that he didn't know anything about it because (laughs) if you were in the dugout, hard to miss the banging of a trash can when you're in there, you know, especially – my understanding is, Dan, it went on for about a three-month period in the regular season of 2017. If it was one game, I could say, well, yeah, the manager might not know what was going on. But if it went on for that period of time, then yes. How complicit he was in this? Was he an active participant? Did he discourage it? Those are the things we don't know. Uh, but awareness of it, I would say absolutely. Great stuff, Tom. Good to catch up with you. Thanks. We appreciate your time. Always great, Dan. Thanks. That's Tom Bernucci, Sports Illustrated senior baseball writer. Yeah, you know, you find the team, you take away draft picks. The fact you got managers who didn't even know this rule was uh, going to be put in play for 2020. Um, I'm higher on the Rendon signing than I am, you know, that if they had gotten Garrett Cole. You know, Cole was going to cost you, what, $80 million more. And I know he's a wonderful pitcher uh, and a pitcher you need in the postseason. I got to get to the postseason first. And I think Rendon gives you a better chance of getting there than Garrett Cole does. And they do have some pitching there. And if Otani is able to come back, I don't know if you have him still hitting and pitching. But uh, And you got Joe Madden in there. So the Angels will be entertaining. They'll be fun. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll get to phone calls. We, uh, we'll give you an update on our poll question. Back after this for the Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial. And I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. 
Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Have you run down the bowl games, Paulie? Because... Notre Dame's playing in a bowl game that I didn't know existed. You mean bowl game or not a bowl game? Is yeah, that what you're asking yes. for? Can, can you, a holiday tradition? And McLevin, do you have the odds uh, for baseball? Are the Yankees the team to beat according to Vegas? Yes, uh, I believe so. So they moved from plus 600 to plus 450 okay. after the Garrett Cole sign, and I believe that is the number one. So right now it says they're co-favorites to win alongside the Dodgers. Let me double-check that. Okay. So we got to know from the Action Network, our friends of the Action Network, in the book, yeah, 450 for the Dodgers and Yankees. Isn't that interesting that here we are looking at the Dodgers and saying they had a bad offseason, but they're still co-favorites to win the World Series? So I don't know if they – just because you didn't get somebody doesn't mean you had a bad offseason because sometimes you can have a signing where you go, maybe that wasn't a smart thing. And you know, the Dodgers are still good here. I don't know if they're going to move some people here, but, you know, the way they're constituted, that uh, there still looks like they're, they're the team to beat in the National League. Yes, Big Love. Is that just because they're such a heavy favorite in the National League that the yeah. odds improve? Well, yeah, you're just trying to get to the World Series. So what are the better odds, best odds of getting to the World Series? There might be another team that is better than the Dodgers in the American League, but the Dodgers have the best chance of getting to the World Series in the National League. So I, I understand that. But the Yankees did uh, jump up a little bit there with their odds. Uh, yes, Paulie. Dan, we could play a bowl game or not a bowl game tomorrow, but it starts December 20th with uh, the first game is the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl in Nassau. Buffalo versus Charlotte. That's a real bowl. Didn't Buffalo play there last year? Oh, they're a fixture. I, I think they did. The tradition of Buffalo and the Makers wanted Bahamas Bowl goes back before. Okay, but Notre Dame is playing in a bowl game that I had not heard before. It's a camping bowl? It is a campers, camping world bowl in Orlando. You said, I think it used to be the Orlando Bowl. Okay. Is this Have the first year for the camper bowl? Yes, Paul. No, no. It's been around at least four years. It, it oh. was the Orlando Bowl, and then uh, Campers World got onto that um, Goliath. Camping world. Camping, camping world. Camping world. Campers. Okay, what about Cal? Cal is playing in a bowl game <laughs> that I didn't know existed. They, they play Illinois, don't they? The Red Box Bowl. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Illinois was bowl eligible. Ever? First of all. Yeah. But, but Illinois is playing Cal. It said Cal State. Yeah, on the official program in T-shirts and <laughs> release, it said Cal State for UC Berkeley. Yeah, and you don't want to make that mistake with Cal Berkeley. They're not Cal State Fullerton. It really taints the Red Box Bowl. I mean, that's that was a great day. We were all expecting what that. Is, what is Red Box? It's a thing where you could rent uh, DVDs, oh, okay. a, a box outside of like a convenience store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've right. seen that. Yeah. And they're they're going to play this game in San Francisco? It's going to be outside another bowl. There will be a bowl going on, and then <laughs> this bowl game will be played outside at a red field. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. 
Now, do you have the gifts that are going to be handed out to the student athletes? I can have, have that tomorrow as okay, well. Okay, that'll be good. I always love that. Yes, Eve. When you run down all these bowl games, though, it's it's a, a sea of endless six and six versus seven yeah. and five matchups. Yeah. It's Tulane versus Southern Miss. It's Nevada versus Ohio. It's uh, they're all six and six versus seven and five. But this is Notre Dame is playing Iowa State, I believe. Iowa State had six losses. Does that sound right, McLovin? When you have the star power of a Brock Purdy, though, you want that on display against a quality opponent. But, man. Start the Heisman March right now against that. How the mighty have fallen Notre Dame playing Iowa State. Is that right, McLovin? I'm still uh, confirming their record. Yeah, and it's on December 28th. That is not exactly a prime prime bowl type. But if we play bowl, not a bowl this year, it'll be harder than ever because these names are so silly. It is unbelievable. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. By the way, uh, after a shocking defeat on match day five, Arsenal faces elimination from, uh, well, that'll be match day six. You can stream their UEFA Europa League match. Uh, that'll be uh, today at three Eastern only on uh, BR Live. Yes, McLovin. So I would say you're right. It's seven and five. They're only I'm seeing, and I have to double check this. They're only three and a half point uh, underdogs to Notre Dame. Probably mostly, uh, yeah. Oh, there was an opening line of three point five. Wow! But that might have moved. What uh, happened to Notre Dame? I thought they were even in contention for parts of this year. Uh, number fifteen. Fifteen's not that bad. Yeah, they're always propped up. But Notre Dame should be in the top ten every year. Still, yeah. Why not? I feel like it's, it's from the outside. It's the academics. Is it still the academics? No, I don't know. Well, let's face it. Like your Notre Dame and your Stanford are really good schools. They're really hard to get into. Okay, so is Florida. Yeah, I know. Look at their program. I don't know why they're always top 10. They haven't won anything in 10 years. I know. Whenever I, I see a matchup, it'll be uh, Florida versus Georgia. And I'll go, Florida's just not that good. But they're they're like a top 10 team. Actually, Michigan could use that. They have very high SATs. Yeah. So that would explain Ohio State. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, get Michigan off the hook for losing. Oh, do you think that that's Jim Harbaugh's strategy at one point during a press conference? Hey, it's tougher to get into Michigan than it is Ohio State. The best he's got right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's running out of excuses there. I I still hear from people thinking that there's a possibility that he would go back and coach in the NFL. And I I just don't get it. I I still feel like he thinks, and he's so competitive that he's going to get this right at Michigan until they they force him out. Uh, I, I do think Urban Meyer, if he coaches again, is coaching in the NFL. I do think so. I, I think he realizes, and, and this is what I was told yesterday during the show, that Urban may realize that Urban is toxic when it comes to a college campus. And that's why he's interested in the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if he's interested in the Cleveland Browns or the Redskins, where he could be reunited with Dwayne Haskins. I, I don't know any of that. I only know what I was told yesterday. He is. I know there's interest from the Cowboys with Urban Meyer. And now, you know, I, I realize that, uh, Urban has interest in the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, McLovin. I'm a little surprised that you say Jim Harbaugh wouldn't be tempted at all by the NFL. Say, like, the best jobs, best, they say there's seven openings and the best one called him. He's not even going to consider I it? I don't, you know, this is his alma mater. And and it, and it, he feels more like a college coach. His dad lives next door. 
he's done a good job. He just hasn't done a great job. And we're waiting for that. Because of all the attention that he gets, you keep saying, okay, now win a big game. That, that's what you're waiting for from Jim Harbaugh. But, look, watching that Ohio State-Michigan game, there was a big separation in talent. You know, there was. I don't, I don't care how good a coach Harbaugh is. You're, you're, it's really hard to outcoach talent. And Ohio State had, that was like SEC elite athleticism, in my opinion. When I, when I watched LSU play, I, I see just a whole different set of athletes there. Like, it's just from the quarterback on down. Like, everybody is just, you know, that's a different speed that they, you know, they play the game at. You know, and there's SEC talent, and it feels like there's everybody else. Ohio State, when Urban went there, wanted to turn it into an SEC football program, and he certainly did that before he left. Yeah, Paul. Since Bo Schembechler left Michigan in 89, Gary Moeller won 75% of his games. Lloyd Carr won 75% of his games. Then it got ugly. Rich Rodriguez won 40%. Brady Hoke won 60%. Jim Harbaugh is winning 75% of his games. Yeah. But is that, that, is that enough? It, it, it comes down to the Ohio State yes. game. It, everything else is, be, they would love to be 9-2 and two and beat Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State this year, but they didn't win the Big Ten, it feels like, you know, as Michigan fans would probably go, okay, all right, progress here. But you're getting blown out. These aren't even close games. So you can't go, hey, we went toe-to-toe, or we're going to another bowl game, or hey, we got 10 wins. It's, it comes down to can you beat Ohio State? Because if you beat Ohio State, then you're on the radar. You're on college football's radar. All right, final hour coming up. Get to your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Just saw the mail come in. Mario got 30 more calendars that just came in. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life and now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst they're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise try them both then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com you could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.